0: Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a master transformational coach specializing in habit change. And this podcast is sponsored by the Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it is recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing, and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I am your host. And today I have a special guest that I will introduce in just a moment. But if you have any ahas, questions, appreciations, you are so welcome to leave a comment, a voice message, and remember to like, subscribe, and share. So now let's get started. All right. So this lovely lady here right here now is, uh, Dil Ward, And I'm so excited to have her on my podcast. I actually reached out to her. Um, it just, she just was so fascinating. And I said, I, I just want to hear your story more. Please come on my podcast and share. And she agreed. So I'm so happy to have you here and, um, I guess we will start if I can ask you a question. It's how did you get started? I know you have a group called Women with Moxie and that's fascinating too. And then I saw something that said that you have these meetings, like group meetings with people in comedy shops or something like that, right? And so That's pretty interesting. I was fascinated. I even sent you a message and said, Hey, do you ever do those in Atlanta? So (laughs) but yeah, if you would share with us how you got started on this journey.
1: Thank you, Vicky. And I just want to say that having Moxie is exactly what you did. You're just like, hey, this woman looks nice on the internet. I'm just gonna reach out and say hi. Like, like that is the very thing that I teach and that I promote and that I am encouraging everyone to just go pursue the relationships and connections and conversations that you wanna have. Don't just be subject to talking to the same people about the same thing. So I just love that you've already demonstrated that you are also a woman with Moxie. So oh, about you. maybe uh, 15, uh, 14 or so years ago, I had moved from Sarasota, Florida, all the way to Portland, Oregon, which is literally the other side of the country. And I didn't know anyone. And I thought, what better way to find friends that are also business-minded and ambitious and have that grit you know, of, of going after what they want in life? So um, I just, just created it. I just put flyers up all over my city and invited uh, women in business to come and have a coffee and just mingle and see what happens and, and just let the serendipity nature of other ambitious women being together in proximity you know, see what the outcome would be. So uh, for about 14, 15 years-ish, I've been hosting monthly, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, sometimes bi-monthly um, meetings, just coffee dates and mixers and business booths and just different, uh, different reasons and excuses to get women together to synergize and to support each other. Well, let me
0: ask you a question. So the first one you did, how many people came?
1: I think the first one was like, 10 or 15 people wow, that's
0: pretty impressive though which
1: but you know um social media and um, all the access that we have to humans now like if you get really clear about the common denominator of people that you want to assemble it's really easy to just sift through profiles and, and pick up on people's energy and just say like i think they'd be down to play and like uh, uh experiment in this you know so that was uh, back then even i remember just like telling the internet, hey, I'm doing a thing. Who wants to come? And um, since that time, so we've been hosting them in Portland, Oregon now for a long time. But um, throughout the you know season of this organization, uh, we did a pop-up tour. So I went to five cities. Uh, oh it nice. was like down the West Coast. It was like Seattle, San Francisco, LA, um, San Diego. And we just ran some marketing and ran um, a video that we produced that was just like, women, you want to have other friends that are women in business, uh, connecting. And so I just went to all these different cities, picked a coffee shop I had never been to off the internet, looking at Google Maps, showed up and just watched a room full of women show up in every city with the same, like I got moxie. <laughs> you
0: know. So. Oh, fantastic. Oh, man, that, that just kind of gives me chills. It's so fun. <laughs> and so are you branching out to other areas? Or are you kind of staying in that um, place,
1: you know, it has so many iterations. There's been different women throughout um, the years that have been really inspired by our organization and have moved to other cities and they've asked, "Hey, can I, uh, can I start it there?" So we've tried different um, chapters. It's obviously a lot of work to run um, any kind of community group or special interest group to maintain meetings and maintain um, energy and and um, Uh, enthusiasm for it all. Right. But uh, currently we do have one running in Corona, California, and also Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. We have two women there. They are also uh, realtors. So I'm a realtor by trade. That's my, my day. That was going to be my next
0: question was to ask you, but go ahead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's my, my, my business, but women with Moxie is my passion project. And as kind of my big sister, because it's, so many women that are more senior to me in life and in business who just come and participate and then just share their wisdom, you know, about life and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so these other women are realtors in these other cities. So I've helped them build uh, their business through trying, you know, through attracting and serving and providing a community for other women in business.
0: Amazing. Well, I know, um, you have a Facebook, um, presence that is women with Moxie. And because I've looked at it after I, you know, uh, and I, to be honest with you, I reach out to people all the time and some answer and some do not, because when I get into a group and somebody posts something and it just like, whoop, I've got to know this person. um, I reach out. And um, so I don't even remember where I saw your post that um, that you put out. So I I, but I did go and look and um, and I may even be in a group that that you facilitate. Yeah,
1: there's a we have one group called the Online Connection Cafe.
0: Okay, I think that might be it. Maybe so, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I get if you're like me, I belong to a lot of groups. Yeah. Sometimes of I'm in and sometimes I'm not. And uh but it is always fun and I love having the opportunity to see people's thoughts, you know, because it's not just lit- watching them and everything. It's the things that they post, the things that brings joy to their heart or things that upset them and um, and sometimes some, somebody will put something up and about something that happened in their life, and I think, oh, that's a good life story, you know. Um, so when you were moving from, you said Florida, was it Florida?
1: Florida, yeah. No, okay, from Florida
0: peace. to Portland, that is a huge change. So was there a reason that you picked Portland? I've been there because my daughter moved there at one point, point. Um, and it's. It's a little bit off the beaten path as far as the mindset of things. When I was there anyway, I was there doing the um, the reset kind of thing. Um, but so what actually made you feel like that was the the, the move?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could take credit to say that I was a thoughtful planner and, re- <laughs> you know, picked many cities to choose from that were calling me and that I, you know, landed in one. I wish that were my story. Uh, Cause that sounds a lot more romantic and as so many of the clients that I helped move to Portland, that is their story. They they're picking the city based on multiple choices. Um, but for me, I was living in Florida and I was a realtor and, and a real estate investor. I was remodeling some properties. I had a lot of things going, but my dad had relocated to Portland kind of um, spontaneously, I guess. And he had been there a few years and he had some health issues and I just knew right away that he was at end of life and I needed to literally hop on a flight the next morning and, and come be present. And so, um, through that, you know, difficult uh, process and grief of losing my dad, I did happen to go on a dinner date that landed me my now, you know, 15 years later husband. And, um, I, I kind of didn't return on my round trip ticket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's even better. That's more romantic than, than kicking out all these places. Now get real girl. (laughs)
1: I know. And so, yeah, when I look back now, I realize that it was just a lot of leap of faith and um, opening my life up to a new reality and losing my dad and a new love and just, and then, and then honestly I fell in love with the city. I was, I was living in a smaller town in Florida. So the idea that there were so many places you could go after nine or 10 o'clock to go see music or um, uh, art or just uh, it's so much nightlife and energy and stuff. So it kind of, it was at the right time of my life that I was like, this is fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I bet. Well, you know, um, I thought you were going to say you were a lot like my, well, you don't know my daughter, but my daughter, what she ends up doing is, which has always fascinated me because I have lived in Georgia my whole life, other than a couple of little stints, you know, when I went to college and went to Florida for a little bit, but mostly Georgia, right? And even in the same kind of area. But my daughter, who is an adult now, what she does is she just gets on a whim. And she, like one day she came and she said, mom, I think I want to move to um, Denver. And I said, really? I said, well, okay. I said, do you know anybody there? No. I said, when are you going to go? She said, next week. You know, and then she's done that several (laughs) times. She moved to Hawaii. She's done Denver twice. She will move to Portland. And right now she's kind of with me in the home base. And so I'm always, you know, if she says, Mom, I want to talk to you, I think, oh, where's she moving to?
1: So so you're <laughs> saying the Moxie can be transferred to the I guess Yelp so. Free. I like yeah. this. I like yeah. this. Good just to-
0: in a different way. Cause I I think I get I'm too planted, you know, with business and family and everything. Whereas she's just I've always encouraged her to do whatever makes her feel good and to um, that she can do anything if she chooses to. And so she has the the wings that, you know, take her places, I will say.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad you did a stint here in this weird little city.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I, it was during COVID that we were there. And so I didn't get to see some of the things because so much of it was shut down. But what I did um, experience was really nice. I, I I really enjoyed being there. So do you feel like you've got this presence online, you've got the um the the groups. You're still doing groups in your hometown or two, right? Or is it just the yeah. two other Yeah, we
1: just had uh two events this week and um You know, I I I say to myself, you had mentioned in the bio, and I'll just uh, circle back to it, is that we have hosted this event in every kind of venue you could think of. Like we started in the back room of a wine bar, where they're literally like stacks of boxes and stuff like next to us, Um, and then we moved it to different kinds of uh, different kinds of spaces, including like a conference center in a hotel and. Uh, A meeting room and just all kinds of different spaces. But now right here in Portland, we have a, a comedy club that is women owned and nonprofit, and they allow us to use their space to host our networking event. And I have a stage and I have lights and I have all this cool stuff. And then I get to tell them. Well, networking and improv are literally like the same thing because you're just making it all up and you don't know what your mouth's going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like so, what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> exactly. And it's
1: added a, another layer of freedom. Um, so women with Moxie's main sort of philosophy in their inception I, I was like, I can't go to any more boring networking events. Like I don't want anyone to shove their business card at me. I haven't even said hello to them. I don't need a speech about what they do and why they're great until I've like got the feeling if I've got a vibe for them, then maybe I'll have more curiosity. And so we really promoted and, and tried to teach women who are starting businesses at record rates, which is amazing, um, how to build relationships and how to do relationship marketing by um, being friends and by hanging out and then getting around to business and letting um, that be the like common denominator, but not the like full front agenda.
0: Right. Well, I will say I've been to many a networking things and I went to one recently and um, whether they are in person or they're on Zoom, so much of it just feels like what do they want to sell me? You know? And so I love what you're doing. And, you know, that's why I um I don't do as many networking meetings as I used to, because it would be stressful to me. I could start feeling my underarms sweating and everything because. I felt like I was on the spot and I needed to know just the right thing to have them say, I've got to work with you. And, you know, and that's so much frigging pressure and it never worked for me unless all the things that were happening was that somebody would say, yes, let's, let's get together. We'd get together and they'd give me a sales pitch, you know? And I thought, this is not, this is not what I want. And so I never did, figure out that there was something else that could happen, you know? And so I really applaud you for, you know, having the moxie to actually do it a different way. And I love the comedy shop thing. And I will say I've got a, I've got a mentor right now that um, I'm working with and she is uh, amazing. She does improv Um, all the time she does, she's done these, um, like she's been doing these comedy clubs recently and, um, she's about to do a TEDx talk, but her whole thing is to get out of your comfort zone. And it sounds like you really help women to stretch out just a little bit, right?
1: And give permission to play. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I like to joke and say, um, I'll ask you four times what you do until I figure out if I can remember. You know, <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> it's just it's it's like um, I think that so much of facilitation and group activity comes from the leadership, and leadership has to be self evolved and self aware in a way that can make everyone at ease and can invite everyone into a softer, more vulnerable place, especially because it's just women. So mm-hmm. that whole paradigm of like, is that person hitting on me? Is like just out of, you know, maybe they are cause I do encourage them just like wink at each other and stuff. And I like to just make it silly and fun. And um, I usually do prompted questions. Uh, so we do like at a lot of our events, we'll do um, sort of flash circles where we'll put, you know, five or six women together and we'll just prompt them with a question and they'll go around and share. And we we find that we have so many introverts, so many self-identified women that are just like, I'm introverted. I don't want to go break into a group of five women and try to talk, to talk to them. But if I'm put into a facilitated experience where I get a minute to share about something that is like related to business, but it's not straight up like, give us your pitch, right? It's more yeah. like, who have you been a hero to recently? Or- what are things that you're going to start doing in 2024? And and just things that are, once you share it in front of a group of other women, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, they know like some vulnerable stuff about me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which that can be pretty doggone scary, I will say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's a nightclub uh, vibe. So you're just like, I don't know what I'm saying. It's dark. There's (laughs) candlelight. That sounds
0: perfect. That's perfect. I want to go. I want to go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i know we'll make uh, atlanta could be on the next tour okay All
0: right, like ooh, <laughs> well if it is you definitely have to have to let me know because i would love to be part of that and i'm sure anybody that's watching or listening would too so um maybe it'll it'll branch out and you know it'll just be this new thing in every city who knows and because- you know
1: after uh because during covid actually let me back up uh, a few years before covid i had my sights on like how could I connect women everywhere? Cause we, we had just started to see a proliferation of businesses go online and find their leads and customers online. And so I was trying to teach women in the local space, like, Hey, what you do could probably be delivered to the rest of the planet on mm. zoom, you know? Yeah. And so I was so, uh, I was so gung ho about it that I hosted, I think about 75 online coffee dates that were just like, I would just literally send out a link everywhere and anywhere to say, join us and see who shows up. And we'll do these breakout circles. And we had like a woman in a cave in Spain, just like show up and be in this, like these calls with us. But then it was COVID and everyone was forcing every meeting to be online and every experience yeah. to be online. And I didn't like it anymore. Yeah. I was like, you there was my Sissel. little playground. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that you say that because um, I'm one of those people like for a long, long time, I had really dark hair and I had these uh, purple pieces in the front and then I would have the white in the front and then I would have blue or I would have green. And then, cause I'm a, I'm a hairstylist as well. And uh, so as a hairstylist, you know, I was always doing something different. And then what started happening was all of my clients wanted that same thing. Or I would see, I would get in touch with, uh, you know, go to a meeting or something to be a bunch of hairstylists and they'd all have the same thing. Well, then I didn't want it anymore. It was like, (laughs) it's not different anymore. And then I'll have to share. Now, this is the one that's really crazy to me is that I became vegan and I was vegan for a long time. And I I forgot how many years, but when I first started being vegan, there was, didn't seem like there were a lot of vegans. It wasn't mainstream. You know, there was none of this. Um, vegan meat. There was none of all that stuff. And I kind of liked being set apart just a little bit, even though sometimes it was difficult to to get food or if we'd go out, but I could always make it work. And it made me feel special. I know that sounds silly, but it did. And then it got to the point where it seemed like, well, gosh, you know, there are so many people that are vegan now. And, you know, I think I'm going to give myself permission to have some eggs. So I did. And then I thought, well, you know, that wasn't so bad. I was afraid my stomach would be all messed up. And I thought, well, maybe I'll try cheese. And it didn't bother me. And I said, then I'll try chicken. So I tried chicken and I thought, okay, I'm not vegan anymore. And that was it. It was just the weirdest thing. But it's like when something feels like it's different, I'm all over it but then when it becomes more mainstream like you're talking about it's like well no it kind of lost its sizzle now
1: <laughs> i know and so then i just took a break i was like okay no more meetings you know and then i um i thought <clears throat> i thought well i'm done i did it for 10 years i gave my contribution to connecting women and creating experiences and, and then like the pandemic was over and it went on for, you know, a long time. And especially for us, we were on full lockdown, uh, restaurants were closed, parks were closed. It was a very deeply isolating, uh, experience for a very social and vibrant city. And so after, after COVID, I went out to a couple networking events and I remember thinking, oh my God, we have leveled the playing field we are all socially awkward. No one knows how to human anymore. It's done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we have ruined the population. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and so then I was like, I think I have to host them again because somebody needs to be creating the space that we are all even more desperate for. So, yeah, um, I was called back into action. So I took a few years off and and was called back into action and have been, been really happy with how many, um, how many new and exciting people it brings into my life, just having it out there on the internet that either I, either that I've done these things or that I'm doing these things that like people like you just literally showing up on, on the internet saying, Hey, let's, let's connect. Let's, let's see what happens here. And, and what a blessing. So I'm reminded that if we have a calling, if there's something that we're, we're thinking, God, I wish I had, Go create it, go make it, go lead the way. Everyone's desperate for leadership. People are desperate for someone to be the one to go first, to call first, to text first, to email first. I know, yeah. And go claim what you want. Like everything's out there to have. You just have to go ask for it and be clear about what you want.
0: Yeah, that's the trick. Be clear about what you want. Because a lot of people, it's like, they know they want something and they're not sure what it is. So they're they're looking all over the place trying to find that thing that they want when it takes some inner reflection and getting to in touch with who you are to know what it is that's going to be your gift to share out to the world. Don't you agree? Yeah,
1: and, and being, uh, I think most people are just not willing to look like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And if tomorrow you're like, I, I think I would love to have a community of other, um, other moms that like to knit sweaters for their kids. Like, like if that's like a thing that you wish you had friends and community and someone to share with, like go start it, but you're going to look kind of stupid when you're like, I'm thinking about starting this knitting group. And and that's what people are mostly afraid of. Like they're afraid of other people's judgment or that no one's going to be interested or they're not going to find anyone. And then the first time you find another human being that matches like the check boxes that you were looking for to be in community with, you're like, oh yeah, like this is great. Let's go find more. Like, you know, so.
0: <laughs> That gets very exciting. And you know, the reason I started my podcast was because for so many years, I felt like I really um, judged myself and I was very careful with my words because I wanted to make sure that I was understood and I didn't want to upset somebody. And so I, I was very, very um, concerned with what I said or didn't say. And it was like, I was always filtering it always. And I got to a place and I thought, you know, I am so tired. I would love to be able to just speak and I don't have to worry about if anybody likes it, they don't like it. And so I wanted, I thought, well, Podcast. That's what I'll do. I'll start a podcast, but I didn't know how to do it, and so that held me back for a while because I thought it sounded really hard to do. I don't know why it just sounded really hard, and I got involved with a group on Facebook. It's Stacy Lawrence. It's the Do the Thing, and so she does challenges in this group, and one of the challenges was start a podcast. And I, oh, I'm going to do that challenge, and when I did, it was like she broke it down into steps, and it was like, oh this is simple, simple. I can do, and I may flub it up a bunch of times, but who cares? So there's times, you know, I don't filter anything because I feel like I have filtered my whole life. And so I'm not filtering anymore that I don't edit it. I don't do anything. And so if I flub it up, I flub it up. And it's just, that's the way it is. But it's like it gave me permission to reach out to people For some reason, it just it was like it opened a door to be able to um, not be worried about being judged for reaching out and not take it personally if somebody says uh, no or if they never respond or anything like that. And so I cannot um, I just don't see myself ever being able to create a group thing like you did. But then I guess that's not my calling. This is more my calling. But um, what you're doing is exceptionally amazing. And right now, I think so many people are working from home and that kind of thing that they even want that connection more than they probably ever did.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people moved uh, during the pandemic. A lot of people had uh, forced moves. They had to be closer to Their family that they had to take care of or just needed to get out of or the political side of everybody just not liking what was being mandated in the areas that they were in and didn't agree. And so um, because of that people moved and then they're so isolated, there was no way to connect and um, finding new community when you move somewhere is hard enough and then add a layer of everything's closed and there's no cool events. Um, so I think it was just great timing to really resurrect the experience and to offer it with an iteration. And also as a now, you know, 15 year plus business owner, I, I feel like I offer a lot more than I did when I was just like, Hey, I don't know, I'm starting a business. Let's all hang out at the coffee <laughs> shop. <you know? laughs> so, like I've trained, I've coached, I've been to programs and and all the things. So I have so much more to offer in leadership. And also I feel more mature. I feel like in the beginning, you know, there was still all those mean girl stories and like, are women going to really like me or are they going to say negative things about me? And I think when you get to mature inside your own business and then just keep not giving a crap and being apologetic and uh, you become a better leader, you become more uh, relatable because yeah. uh, other people can see more of your essence. You're not posturing as much. You're not trying to prove so much. And, You're being God, authentically so, you. And it's so freeing. It's just so freeing yeah. to not have to put it on for every human being that you interact with. You
0: know? I know. I agree. I agree. And, you know, the one of the things that my podcast has helped me with is to be able to move this out into my real life, too, to be more authentically me and you know not always filtering my my thoughts and my my words when I'm around people and um not to say that I'm you know blatantly going to be pissing people off you know just so I can or whatever but it is it's uh it's like one thing that you do kind of starts Um, migrating out into all the other avenues of the things that you do and benefiting you in so many different ways.
1: Yeah. And you're doing the work, you know, you took a challenge that led you to doing it and now you're doing it and now you're iterating every day. Every time you um, invite a new person to uh, play in this playground with you, you're iterating. You're like, well, now I should do it this way and, and refine these tools and these systems. And in that you get to keep showing up, keep growing and evolving and, um, and then also doing the hard work of reaching out with the potential that there could be a rejection or just unanswered, which leaves you back like, Oh, I have to think about who else I might want to have. And, and so I think you should really give yourself a big, Oh yeah, 2024 is going to bring all the good stuff. Cause you're doing all the work.
0: Ah, thank you for that. And you know, it's, uh, it's interesting when I, I have a, uh, I have other people that I know that have podcasts and they will put a little ad out. And I'm not saying anybody's doing something wrong. It's just a different way of doing things, right? But they'll put ads out, you know, that they're looking for people on their podcast and things like that. And I don't like doing that because I like hand picking the people. That I want on my podcast instead of having a whole bunch of people inundating me and then having to filter through to see are they a good fit or not because I can feel the energy of people.
1: Potentially, potentially I'm going to say yes and right. Uh-huh. So awesome to handpick and go find and 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 get the thing. But there is some magic in putting out like a billboard saying there's this opening to come have a conversation with me and, and be in this ecosystem with me and what are, you know who are you and then looking at that culmination of data of like, who are these people? What is their experience level? What is their, it helps you understand how you're perceived. It helps you understand okay. who thinks that they're a fit with you. There's a lot of information in there. Um, I have done both uh, repeatedly in lots of uh, different things that I've created. And I'm always fascinated. I, I, I'm someone who kind of loves a lot of stuff coming at me and then getting to sift it going, okay, there's a gem here and it's just been delivered from the universe. Like, let's see if I can find it.
0: So. Okay. Well that thank you for that. I will definitely put that on my my little card here of things that I'm going to look at. So well and
1: attraction attraction marketing is always more fun. I mean, for sure cold calling, hitting hitting up what you want, and asking for Oh, that's Moxie and I love it. So keep doing that. But I I think for anyone out there, it's like it, it, there's something really powerful about getting clear about your message and I like to kind of spin it back to the earlier part of the story where I said met dream man husband in city I'd never been to it, a you know less than a week. Um it was because I put an ad on a dating site and I was so clear about all the things that um I was looking for. And to Do you remember what those other- were? Yes yeah, so I was gonna say to tie back to your other story. <laughs> okay. So I, I have been vegan I've been vegan for 20 years. Okay. And I was vegan in florida where like you know that's almost an impossible feat i yeah. agree with you totally agree with you when you said it's like nice to feel special no longer feel special as a vegan in portland because apparently when the vegans were birthed in the universe there was a mothership. they all landed there it it crashed into the pacific northwest and they just dispersed yeah. and then that's where a lot of them stayed and some made it to the east coast but mostly it yeah was, i don't know that's like where the aliens landed but so they're all here <laughs> And so I had heard, okay, so I was come to take care of my dad. He was ill and I was lonely, didn't have any friends or any contacts here. So I was like, I've heard there's vegan men in Portland. Maybe I can find one. <laughs> you know? So that was the the, you know, the marketing aspect of like getting really clear about the exact things I wanted. So vegan was like super number one. Number two was like all these really judgmental things. I was like, I don't want them to have. Um, then, you know, uh, at the time I was young, so I was like, I don't want them to have kids and I want them to be taller than me. I had like, I had these like lists of these things and I da, 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 and then we matched on the website, uh, 98% Wow! and it was it, to this day where this is 15 years later, we are still like, well, there were those 2% and we were both very clear about the things in the profile that were like, well, in your profile, you did say that you did it. <laughs> it's so, and That's so funny. I have a. Yeah, I've created that to marketing. I've equated that to business development, to friendship development. To you know, you can get clear about like what you are looking for in any area of your life: house you want to live in, a business you're trying to create, partnerships you're trying to create, and then go out there and put marketing out there. Put an ad that says, "Looking for people who want to do this thing and see what that attracts." In in addition to like going out and you know making personal contacts too, but there's something magical about advertising and marketing, especially when, when you're not like super boring, like when you're, <laughs> like when you're fun and you say the real words that, that express what you're really looking for. It's like a dog whistle for someone who's like, Oh, that's what I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so do you say, do you think yourself to be an extrovert?
1: Yeah, I would say early in life, I was introverted and then maybe just a series of experiences that, um, uh, evolved me. Uh, I like to say we kind of start out turds and then I became a polished turd, <laughs> just like got more, more into peopling and not because I really wanted to not because I was like, Oh, I just want to get so good at talking to people. But I knew as a realtor, it was going to be like the most important skill was being able to relate and connect with humans of all varieties and that led me to like finding more energy in connecting with people
0: yeah well i think i feel myself to be an extrovert introvert there are times that it's like i just want to be in front of everybody and one of the things i have to sometimes call um pull myself down from doing sometimes is if I get into a group setting with people like in a class or something, I want to be the one talking. And it's like, all of a sudden I'll think, holy shit, I'm the only one that's speaking. So I better hand back. So I'll I'll go back a little bit and then they'll ask a question and then nobody's answering. So then I'll say, okay, and I'll, and I'll do that. And then other times I get in a group of people and it's like, I want to sit back and just watch what's going on. I want to hear what they're doing. And I don't know if it's the different energy in the space or what it is, but sometimes it's kind of feels like I want to be the fly on the wall. And then other times I want to be the flower that's in your face the whole time. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I think that's being really self-aware, you know, that, um, depending on all the factors, your energy, what you feel like you're bringing to the table or what you need to take from the experience and really allowing yourself to flow into the energy that is right for you to get. Cause what is it? Um, I read this, I read this like relationship thing and it says, if everyone took responsibility to get what they needed from the relationship, from the connection, from the partnership, we'd be so much happier not just like yeah. waiting for the other person to give us the experience like right. I told that to my my attendees at my event I'm like hey I got all the cool people here but it's up to you to make it happen <laughs> like if you want to walk away from this saying that was really fun it's up to you you gotta like make make yourself available to talk to you and, and make yourself interesting right so I like I cut and that's part of my joke routine is I get to I get to prompt women to think about this and uh, whenever we're starting the circles I'll usually try to just make it ridiculous. I'm like, okay, everybody just stare at each other for one minute. Like, you know, just like, and they're all like strangers, just like looking at it and they're like, smiling, a little giggling, a little like that little girl flirty kind of energy comes up. And then I say, okay, now I'll talk because it's this it's like getting in the state, you know? And it sounds like when you go to experiences, you know how to just allow the state that's right for you and, and getting what you need from the experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when you're thinking about the next five years and your, your coaching and your moxie group, what do you really see or feel like you want to happen with all of that?
1: You know, um, I wish I had a super like clear direction, but I'm I'm kind of like letting it happen as it's happening. I, um, I'm with EXP Realty. It's a global brand and we can bring agents from anywhere in any city, any country to work inside our organization. And that's kind of newer for me. It's just um, uh, something that I made, the, I made a big switch. And so okay. Moxie is this incredible vehicle that allows me to start micro communities in different places. And real estate is the business that I know so, so well. So I'm, I'm excited to see how other real estate professionals in other random cities will just reach out to me and say, Hey, I want to learn about this Moxie thing. And if we can, you know, find a partnership that works together, that they can benefit from the, the organization and I can benefit from uh, bringing them into my organization. So that's, that's kind of, I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens next. You know,
0: that sounds amazing though. And, you know, as you're saying that I'm thinking, I bet And I'm not speaking from experience at all because I'm not you, of course. Um, But it seems like it would be doing all of these things in your area probably opens you up more to even getting more real estate clients.
1: Oh, absolutely. I built my entire uh, real estate business through the network. And uh, in a very short amount of time, I know that um, a lot of coaches online teach different strategies to accelerate, whether you're running ads, being a YouTube star, doing this, doing that. Mine was simply through building community events and, mm-hmm. um, you know, 50, 75 people, hundred people, 200, people, like it happens really fast. And then you have this big network, this big database, and then you just got to put yourself in front of them and show them that you're a professional and are able to uh, meet them on their level to serve them in these other ways outside of that event experience to, you know, be an awesome realtor. So that, you know, that has been in tandem together. Um, and then also I get to help women in business figure out how to buy houses because I want them all to like be doing well, you know, and like yeah. making sales and buying houses and like helping having sweet home offices and having studios and productions and spaces and growing. So it's a fun, you know, it's a fun combination. And uh, these two other cities that we're running right now, the Corona, California and Vegas, those women are both realtors with eXp as well. And so it's just fun to see what's going to happen. Cause I'm, you know, 15 years in, so I've got, I've got some tenure to to the experience of what will happen, but, and they're just starting, you know, this year it's, it's so fun because they're filling rooms up of of other women in business who are like, Hey, I want to make friends. And so I know that it will trickle over to their real estate businesses and help prop that up. So it just
0: started in January.
1: uh, No, they've been doing it since fourth quarter last year.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, but, um, uh, and which is a tough time to start doing events during the holidays and stuff, but they still got really incredible reception. And um, there's already so many Facebook groups and Yahoo groups and all these like places that people gather to talk about business, but there's not that many consistent, awesome, fun things that are happening that you can literally just put on your calendar and say like, oh, I've got at least one thing a month I can do that I know is going to be fun I'm gonna walk away with new contacts, new leads, new inspiration, a little more energy, a reason to put on a cute outfit, and like, <laughs> and and so we, you know, it, it's not hard to get it going. Let's just put it that way. Any in any city, it's not hard to get it going. No matter how many other things are happening, there's always room for greatness.
0: That yeah, Right. Right. Well, so I'm just I'm just thinking about all this stuff because it's like this symphony of. Things that happen to make this all work so smoothly, and you are quite the um, the the master with the just having the orchestra leader and 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 creating all this stuff. So kudos to you because it really takes somebody with not only Moxie but some amazing talents to be able to make a decision that I want to have all these people get together. Not only that, but to make it happen and figure out all the nuances of creating that, because that's pretty special, you know?
1: Yeah, a lot of experimentation. I like to joke and and say, like, I think it was three years of running the event that I would literally be standing at the back of the room and I'd say, hey, um, can you go make announcements? (laughs) was like I'm not gonna go up there and talk to everybody <laughs>
0: you know, so. well, that seems kind of foreign from who you are now <laughs>
1: you know like, now I'm jumping off the stage and light up shoes and like being crazy um but I just remember being I just remember being like really just un- unsure like no one's gonna want to hear what I have to say and go up there and tell them when the next one is you know and 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 uh because of that, I feel like I can witness the growth that I had from from yeah, yeah, just you know, being passionate. I've always been passionate about marketing. I love the power that marketing is. I love uh, it's it's part creativity. So and did you go sales to,
0: to to college for marketing or anything?
1: I did go to college for marketing, but ironically, um my degree was back when we were just starting to learn how to put banner ads (laughs) on Netscape websites. (laughs) So like that was digital marketing was like, you know starting to make uh, click banner ads or whatever that was like revolutionary. So I feel like maybe it was just the intersection of timing and interest. And then always having a passion uh, for experimenting. I've always been a a girl that wanted to start a puppy club or do a thing. Like I always just wanted to gather humans, uh, you know for a pizza party or a whatever. And, and in that, when, when we got the entire universe in our hands on our phone, then I was like, oh, it's game on. Like now (laughs) I can go find 10 people to do anything, you know, let's go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, the thing I love about you sharing all of that is because there's probably a lot of people that are looking at you right now and thinking, well, that's all well and good for her because she's doing so good and everything. But when you share, you know, how you were kind of having to step back and and ask other people to do things because you didn't feel like people wanted to hear what you had to say or you'd whatever the whole reason was. But it gives a lot of people who maybe are a little bit scared to to speak or scared to even start creating something like that. Kind of gives them permission to just go for it, right?
1: A hundred percent. And um the art of gathering, it's it's only learned in the doing and trying and being nervous and being afraid that no one will show up and you know trying again and then putting another thing out there and and also in direct relationship for that especially if you're a business person your relationship to money is it's the funniest thing right so well I remember when I was first starting I had to buy a sign. And then I had to buy like a clipboard and like you know a print, you know, a printer. And like, I had to buy all these like things to get my event supplies together. And I remember being like, I spent like a hundred dollars. I'm never gonna get this back. Like, what is this? Is not gonna work, nobody's coming, and like this is a waste of money. And like, you know, and 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 I just remember like when I think about my mindset around the investment, but at the same time would be, okay, yeah, I'll spend, you know, $500 on this advertisement uh, campaign where they'll, you know, put me at the grocery store or whatever, because I'm trying to get business as a realtor, you know, (laughs) like. but then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is way more fun marketing money to put on a party and to go a little, you know, go a little further with it and hope for the best. But it takes a real faith. Anytime that you're just spending money in a way that doesn't seem like a direct ROI that you're gonna immediately return, and you're gonna be in a deficit for a while. Like as a business person, you're like, oh my god, I'm the stupidest person ever. Until you're not. Until right. the one thing happens, and you're like, wait, what? You want to buy a seven hundred thousand dollar house? Let's go. You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, like it's it's like this this moment your brain just gets push broken, and you're like free from the small thinking, and and um and you're released into the land of like abundance and possibility and how you can create and how just being nice and kind to people and being of service uh, will produce the results that you want to be successful.
0: So what would you give for advice to our viewers, our listeners, if they maybe are in that mindset right now of the, the disconnect with the, the money for moving things forward, or even the disconnect of feeling like they can, are capable of doing any of these things that you talked about. Is there any piece of advice or words of wisdom that you'd like to to hand out to them?
1: Yeah, I think um, being being really intentional that your your discomfort with spending money or investing money on an opportunity or a project or a coach or a thing or whatever you're doing to invest, to improve your personal and professional development, I think the thing you're most afraid of is, are you going to stay committed? It's like, once you put the money out there, you're like, yeah, now it's on you to do the work and to be committed. And um, uh, one of my great coaches says quantity solves everything. Meaning if you are unhappy with the results, just keep pounding, just keep effort and keep efforting, get like, get more um, to get your arms around. And then you can increase the results. So that is the key is that, people quit um, an inch before gold they're right. like oh well nobody came this one event I'm not gonna do it again it's like no you got to do it like six times in a row let's check in on the results in like a year from now you know it's like it's it's staying the course and believing that whatever you've decided to offer to the world whether it's a group program or an event or an experience or a one-on-one coaching or training, That you've got to believe in your soul, that it's the greatest thing for humanity, and that you're gonna make it work no matter what. Then, no matter what you invest, you're gonna feel okay.
0: Right. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. And you know, it makes me think. um, When I I don't, you probably you don't know this about me, but I've been a dieter my whole life, Um, and that's how I got into coaching and hypnosis and everything. And. I was so tired of this yo-yo dieting and constantly be worried about what I was eating. And it was like, I felt like I was in hell, to be honest with you. And I finally decided I had to do something different. I either had to make peace with being fat and just be happy there, or I had to figure out a way to make it different. And so I, I searched around and I found this Uh, a thing about a health coach. And I thought, well, I could hire a health coach. That's what I could do. And I thought, wait a minute, maybe I could be a health coach because that's a totally different level. So if I spend, and it's a hell of a lot more money and a lot more time invested because it was a year long program and I don't even want to say how much it cost. And it was like, if I do that, I know I will not walk away because that's too much money. And then I will be doing these things all for the year. And even if I don't help another soul, if it changes my life, it'll be well worth the investment. And so that's when I jumped in and and did that. Then I did life coaching and transformational coaching. And then it was like, I want to do more. So then I went into hypnosis, but it's like, it was so empowering that I made that investment. And so what I'm getting at, I think is. See, I I said, I think, but what I'm getting at is that a lot of times we, we question whether we're going to get the results or we're going to be able to help somebody get results or whatever. And, but the, the investment that goes into it plays a big part in what somebody receives. And so I know I received so much more value by putting all that money in and learning the health coaching, than if I had gotten this smaller program. Um, so I, I really feel like the the monetary um, exchange, the energy exchange, has to be really close to what you're wanting to get back.
1: I feel like you're. Uh, I feel like we're buying our own attention.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. if I
1: spend enough, I'll pay attention, and then yes. I'll get results. <laughs> and I won't
0: say, "Oh, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it."
1: Yeah, and maybe I'll yeah, and maybe I'll stay committed and I'll do the thing, and that that's that's just it. You know, money can be a funny regulator that way too. Um, and and it's funny as you grow as a professional. You know, when you're young, you're like, oh my god, I spent twenty five dollars. Like I I didn't get every piece of value out of that. Now you're like, oh, I spent a hundred. I forgot to show up. You know, it's it's just like your mind, <laughs> your mind that's is true. like you know? <laughs> you know, and that's it's like another it's another tell. It's another. A uh, way to observe your own, you know, waypoint where you're at in your personal and professional development, and,
0: and how bad uh, you want it,
1: and how bad you want it. You yeah. know, the world, everything is available. It's infinite now, and what you've shared uh, during this call about the various um, uh, things in your life that you bring to the table when you're providing a professional service to someone, I like to call that like the unique recipe. You know, what I've witnessed in business networking with women. They have this thing, they call it business. I call it business card shame. They're like, hi, nice to meet you. Here's my card. Um, Everything on there is wrong. I'm changing my website. That's not my email anymore. They're doing this like thing with you. And you're like, what? What is your name again? You know, you're like trying to take it. in. And I've come to the conclusion. It's because Renaissance type women are transitioning so fast they can't update their marketing materials to express (laughs) that they have overcome a lifetime of yo-yo dieting they're a hypnosis and a life coach and also have this other training and this other bag of tools that they're going to bring to the service they're going to provide you (laughs) and they almost can't sum it up like they're just like it's too many words it's too many things and so I have really come to the conclusion that we're all our own special, unique recipe of fusion cuisine, right? Remember yes. the first time they ever had like Italian Chinese food? Like it's like, it's, yeah, I know, I
0: know. It's, I know. <laughs> it's,
1: it's like what we have to offer is something so special. And I, I just think the more uh, people own those previous iterations of their lifetime. And express it. And they say, I, you know, I've, I've experienced doing this. I was an engineer and a landscaper and a, and I'm a massage therapist. Hi, how are you doing? You know, you you
0: mentioned the card. I'll have to say when I give them my business card now, and I don't really do it that often anymore. I say, I'm also a podcaster. I haven't put that on there yet.
1: (laughs) I know. There's always like a little. There's a to have Moxie means. There's always a little bit more than what has is on the marketing <laughs> material that you printed six months ago. That's know? right.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, Dale, it has been such a pleasure having you here today. This has been so much fun, and you have given me so much amazing food for thought. And um, so, I really want to thank you for stretching my brain with all of this. So, I, I'm feel confident that whoever's listening or watching has gotten some kind of big epiphanies and a stretch on their brain at the same time, because there's no way it's just me. So (laughs) I will say that.
1: (laughs) And if you're out there and you want to connect, please reach out to me in social women with Moxie just about everywhere. Dill Ward, Dill like the pickle. I always say it. Uh, And um, I would love to make new connections wherever you are. If you need a pep talk or want to start a group or are interested in real estate hey just reach out i'm a cool person
0: all right well that's definitely we can see that here and so i will tell everyone that um when i post this everywhere there's going to be a description that will have all the different links that they can connect to you with and so if they're looking at it they can take that and and run with it but thank you for telling them so that if they're listening they can just jot it down really quick so you're very and easy you really, to find.
1: Uh, if you want to do a salad for Vicky, if you're trying to make moves and get to know Vicky, you're trying to like build a relationship with her because you know there's some really good magic to be had if you're in her inner circle. If you really want to do her a salad, jump over to Apple Podcasts and drop a review. Talk about how great we are. We don't mind. You're totally here for it. <laughs> but that would do a really good thing for her because those reviews really help and we got to all support each other.
0: Ah, oh, Thank you for that. That was perfect. I'm going to have to see if I can clip that and put it into every single one that I do because <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you so much, Dill, And thank you everybody for being here. And I will leave you with this. The best way to predict the future is to create it. So what are you creating? Mwah.